This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Angel Stadium of Anaheim in Anaheim, California, where today the Houston Astros play game two of a four-game series against the Los Angeles Angels. Angels took the series opener 9-6 to six from the Astros yesterday. George Springer, 3-for-5 with two homers, drove in three. Alex Bregman had an RBI single, but the Astros saw their win streak end two games, while the Angels have won four in a row. Astros 59-36, first place in the AL West five and a half games ahead of Oakland and 10 games ahead of the Angels who are fourth in the West with a record of 49 and 46. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. And for the second straight day, the Astros are going to use an opener as Hector Rondon will make his first major league start today after nearly 400 relief appearances. Rogelio Armenteros called up today, second stint in the big leagues, slated to be the primary pitcher. Yeah, should know what we're going to get out of Rondon and hopefully give, get you off to a good start, go out there with his velocity and, and hopefully get you one plus. And that's that's interesting uh, that we heard A.J. Hinch a couple of times now say that uh, not just one inning, if, if it's a clean inning, that first inning, like to see him go back out there in the second, see if he can get him too. And then you run in Rogelio uh, Armenteros, who hasn't really pitched that well at the big league level yet, but what we did see a couple of years ago in spring training is somebody who could command the fastball to both sides of the plate, pitch inside, set up the changeup, things like that. So hopefully Armenteros can settle down enough to get the Astros four, five, six innings as well. Meanwhile, Andrew Haney, left-hander, getting the ball for the Angels. The Astros saw him in his last start. Pitched pretty well. The Astros were able to beat him in that game. Yeah, he's only making his ninth start, ninth start of the season. He was uh, on the IL earlier this year with a left elbow inflammation. So uh, he was able to forego uh, a surgery and get back out there and work his way up. He's 28 years old now, and we've seen him plenty. Uh, he's another pitcher who commands the ball pretty well, pitches inside. He's a lefty, likes to open things up for his best pitch, the changeup as well. He'll have a curveball, try to steal some strikes early in the count. Uh, so the Astros, you know, like just like any other night, they, they've got their work cut out for them, and they've had plenty of base runners the last couple of nights, and they've scored plenty of runs, but they left a lot out there too. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros stranding 11 runners in yesterday's loss. They stranded 10 runners, even though they were able to score 12 runs in the game on Sunday uh-huh. against the Rangers. And we've seen this crop up from the from the Astros from time to time, struggling sometimes to, to hit with runners in scoring position and take advantage, maximizing more of their opportunities. Yeah, you just think, think back to the first inning yesterday when they had a rookie, Griffin Canning, out there on the mound who was struggling so much, and it seemed like just maybe one big hit uh, at that point. It was the seventh batter of the inning. 
uh, and you had a chance to maybe knock out uh, this young pitcher who was struggling mightily, uh, walking four batters in a row, and then it was a strikeout by Chirinos, ended things. So Canning only gave up uh, just one run in that first inning. And, and you know, just a, a hit right there could have meant the, the difference in the ball game where you could have really uh, blasted away and had a big inning against the Angels and put them away early, but it just didn't work out that way. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch in the Manager's Show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros starting pitcher Garrett Cole, who grew up coming to games here as a fan at Anaheim Stadium. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks. Uh, second game of a four-game series with the Angels. Tough one last night, AJ, uh, losing 9-6 to six after having the lead. But right now, you guys are a little hamstrung as far as your pitching staff goes, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, we're getting beat up a little bit and, and had some, um, some issues with the rotation being mapped out and, and unfortunately losing Peacock uh, from even coming back. We had anticipated him coming back on Monday. That didn't happen. Uh, a couple of short starts uh, in Texas. A short start last night. We tried the opener. Yeah, it didn't. It, the opener part worked. the The bulk of the inning still had to come from Fromber. He had a hard time getting through the lineup. So, um, you know, it's not easy. But we can we can piece it together. It doesn't mean we have to concede tonight's game. We'll have an opportunity to go out and win another game. And you're trying to get as Fromber as deep as he could. You're trying to get him to 90, 100 pitches. I wasn't even trying to. He was. It was the bottom line is he was going to pitch that bulk of that game. We had a few relievers unavailable. I'm not going to use Osuna and Presley in the sixth inning, and and Fromber was going to have to um, find a way to get his outs. And once we got back within two, I spent a few bullets with Joe Smith and then two innings of McHugh, which loses him for today. So the downside of, of having to use the bullpen for that many innings is is you know how it impacts today and potentially yep. tomorrow. So... Uh, but but it, the bottom line is Frommer was going to throw, you know, four or five innings and and get his pitches in. Hey, you guys have scored plenty of runs the last two games, <clears> but you <throat> also left a lot of guys on base. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been a lot more, including last night, uh, stranding the bases loaded early on. Uh, but at least you're giving yourselves plenty of chances. Sure, no, we can hit, and yeah. we we've always given ourselves a lot of opportunities. We'll get cold every now and then, but for the most part, we put up. Pretty good at bats. We give ourselves opportunities. When you give yourself enough, you're gonna you're gonna look up and have left a few guys on base. But uh, better to have those opportunities and and you know maybe we go th- come through, maybe we don't. But when you don't have base runners and don't have activity, uh, that's more miserable than missing out on opportunities. You guys have done a really good job against left-handed pitchers this year, and part of the reason is is because your lefties. Uh, for whatever reason, they're good hitters, but they handle lefties very well. Well, yeah, especially, you know, I, I, I bunched together Brantley and Alvarez. That shows that I don't really care that they're throwing a left-handed pitcher. I'm not going to switch my lineup. I might <clears throat> I might alter that when Correa comes back, but I, I, you know, I just want our best hitters to get a lot of at-bats. Redick has handled lefties. He's not in the lineup today. Um, he has not handled Haney, Haney in, the back, in the past, so... 
Um, you know, our guys, I, I don't really care who pitches. I think our yeah. guys have a good uh, good feel for how to put up productive at-bats and, and score some runs and put some pressure on them. Hey, Springer came in here when we were just about to do our interview and he was griping that he was only walking and hitting singles last night. Uh, two big home runs. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, what he's doing right now. Yeah, well, it's amazing how guys respond after a day off. I know everybody hates when our when our best players have days off, but yeah. even they need a little bit of a refresher, and and it, it feels good the next day when he comes out with some big swings. So um, he was joking yesterday that he was a he was a walk guy and a singles guy. Then he, <laughs> you know, we had two first pitch outs to start the game, and then. Uh, four straight walks. That was not not something that's normal. But the two homers from Springer, while, while not everyday came, everyday basis, can certainly happen any given day. I want to ask you about somebody on the Angels team that batted leadoff last night. Seems like just about every time. This is a very tough person to get out. David Fletcher. What do you think? He's really good. You know, he's he and he's a good story. I've I've kind of had to dig on him a little bit because you know he didn't know anything about him coming uh -huh. up. He gets to the big leagues. And you realize he's, you know, he, he's just grunted his way through the minors, and and now he's sitting atop a lineup. And, and when they have Trout in there, he's he's going to get a lot of pitches to hit with Trout hitting behind him. Yeah. But you know, I we we have not been able to get him to swing and miss like hardly ever. Yeah, and and nobody that, has. Yeah, that's it's just something that has been his calling card for for his you know major league career for his minor league career. He's one of those those guys I bet you can root for when he's not playing against you because he plays the game the right way. He moves around the field a little bit. He puts up competitive at-bats. Uh, I'm sure he's he's loving life at the top of the order. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. Thank you, Spring. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. There is no better place to spend a Friday night than at Minute Maid Park. That's when we pop the top and light up the sky. So put on your orange and head downtown. Come early, stay late, because Friday nights in Houston are always big and bright. Enjoy Friday Night Fireworks, presented by ConocoPhillips. Take it back to a different decade or theme every Friday night home game. Get your tickets today by visiting astros.com slash Friday night. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Garrett Cole and, and Anaheim. You grew up coming to games here. Your family yeah. had season tickets here. Is it always special to, to come back here? A lot of memories? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Seen a lot of baseball in the stadium and um, get to see family, get to see friends, get to sleep in your own bed. So I think anybody can relate to that. Who was your favorite Angels player when you were coming to games here? Um, Steve Sparks. No, I'm just <laughs> um, I would say my favorite Angel was probably Garrett Anderson mm -hmm. uh, or Vladimir Guerrero. Favorite pitcher, either... Francisco Rodriguez mm -hmm. or close between Bartolo and uh, Weaver. I was at Weaver's debut, so. Um, but I probably watched Cologne pitch more than mm -hmm. Weaver because I was in college and then pro ball at that point. So. But did you ever, growing up, messing around, try to pitch like Weaver with that with that low arm angle? No. <laughs> I mean, I can throw from I can throw from pretty much any arm angle. I like to make my my plays in the infield from low position um but jared is really unique how he came across his body like that and they used to build the mound up here uh special so that he he could kind of pitch on an on an even surface as opposed right. to having to fall off the side um so that was always unique about this place do you actually remember steve sparks pitching here for the angels I for sure do yeah for sure i mean it was like i mean there aren't very many knuckleballers, so right. when, um, yeah, for sure. When Steve came around, 
he uh, he created a lot of uh, stir and um, I I don't I probably saw him pitch in person once or twice I, I mean I can just picture it like and I don't remember doing picturing it more than once I mean because he was kind of at the end like Finley like I remember getting like one or two glimpses at Finley mm-hmm. um, yeah I for sure remember it and I mean, even now, is it, there's always some sort of curiosity when you you see a knuckleball pitcher, since there aren't that many, and it, it's such a such a unique thing. Yeah, I think um, I think it is really really unique. Um, Tim Tim Wakefield was like the bona fide knuckleballer of uh, of like my generation, like right. growing up. I wasn't really around for the Negroes much, so um, but it is really unique and like. If somebody's got a good one, it's tough to play catch, and I can imagine how how frustrating it, both tough and frustrating, it would be to hit. So your last start against the Rangers had yeah. really good slider. One of the one of the better uh, games for you in terms of your slider was that something that you really wanted to work on between starts? I think it just um, came out as a really well located offering, mm-hmm. um, and um, so we just rolled with it. <laughs> Not not really a whole lot there other than the level of execution was really high. And then sequencing that with where we were throwing our fastball, it, it just kind of ended up falling into the sequences more often. And then you know, if I had maybe one more inning that day, I would have worked the curveball in more because I was able to work the curveball in, in the sixth. Um, but it was just a pitch that we... You know, just fell right into fell right into place for us that day. And that happens sometimes, right? Where maybe it's not something you notice in the bullpen or think, "Hey, I have a really good yeah. slider or curveball." But as the game progresses, you realize, "Okay, this is this is a real weapon for me today." Yeah, I mean, especially being able to throw a first strike and then getting them to expand. Mm-hmm. I was just having a lot of success with it. I felt I had qual- four quality pitches that day. Um, you know, but it was like back and forth and. I was getting popped a couple times, so it wasn't one of those games where it was like, okay, let's maybe try to take the curveball and get that rolling, because I tried to do that to Gallo, and that one didn't come back, so um, I just kind of stuck with the slider, and then especially through the jam with the runners on first and second, um, you know, I, I mean, but like I said, like, it just was one, it was just that pitch that just matched up well against their approach, and and was being executed at a high level. So, All right, Garrett Cole, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks, Rob. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event, held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th, include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf, stay for the party. When Milo Hamilton came to Houston in 1985, his career was already well established by excellence with the St. Louis Browns, St. Louis Cardinals, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, Atlanta Braves, and Pittsburgh Pirates. Milo called Hank Aaron's record 715th home run and seven no-hitters. His high-energy style created many fans for the Astros, and for baseball in general. One of his most memorable calls in Houston was Mike Scott's no-hitter to clinch the NL Western Division title in 1986. One ball, two strikes. Scott has struck out a dozen. His teammates have all the hits in the game. The score is two to nothing, Houston. So now the hitter steps out. 
two strikes. The wind. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Now the hitter is Will Clark. He's 0 for 3. Swing and a bouncer. This should be it. Davis runs to the bag. And Milo always built drama for no-hitters, as he did in 1988 on a Scott near-miss. The crowd is caught up in the atmosphere of the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. Mike Scott is working in the eighth inning. He hadn't walked anybody. He struck out eight. Twelve hits in the game, a dozen, count them. Put them all in the Houston column. So Griffey up there now with a two-strike count. Starting off the ninth inning, here's the pitch. Swinging, smashed on the ground, it's gone. He dives, he's got it, he throws. Holy Toledo, what a play. Unbelievable effort by Doran. And there's one away in the ninth inning. Boy, the fans in this ballpark for three straight games have been treated to some baseball. And a swing, bouncer first, Walling has it. He'll run to the bag, two away in the ninth. The stage is truly set. The crowd is up. Everybody's up in the dome. Mike Scott, one out away. Here's the pitch. Swinging and a base hit in the right field. When he came to Houston, Milo plunged into the fabric of the community by emceeing countless charity fundraisers with the same passion he brought to his broadcasting work. He was involved in fundraising efforts totaling more than $1.5 million. Milo shared the radio and TV booths in 1985 and 86 with Gene Elston. Ironically, both were born in Iowa. Milo and Gene shared the highest honor a baseball broadcaster can receive, the Ford Frick Award presented annually by the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Now they share another accolade. They're together in the first Astros Hall of Fame class, presented by Houston Methodist. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 